Hi, this is Erin Olson of Sandal Feet Ministries. Thank you so much for stopping by my podcast today. If you'd like more information about my ministry, please visit www.sandalfeet.org. Thank you again for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi, this is Erin Olson. Thank you so much for joining me for week eight of my Bible study, Forgiveness, Unforgiveness, Revealed Through Your Fruits. This week, we're going to be talking about faithfulness and disloyalty or unfaithfulness. Um, last week, I think I made a, a bleep in my a blender in my podcast. I said that last week was week eight when I was talking about goodness and evil. However, uh, this is week eight. So uh, this is our last of three weeks. So we are almost close to being wrapped up. Um, but anyway, I, I hope you're excited about joining me today. Um, it's always so good to be able to talk about God's faithfulness. So let me open us up in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for this gift. Lord, thank you for the ability to just to be able to speak about your faithfulness. Lord, um, I pray that we have open ears, open hearts. Lord, that we are able to hear from you during this time. Lord, I pray that the words I speak are from you. Lord, uh, for your healing purposes, for your reconciliation purposes. Lord, for whatever purposes that you've already set forth and ordained for each person listening, and even myself, Lord, as I um, am always reminded when I teach, Lord, about your word and your faithfulness, Lord, it just fills my soul back up as well. So, Lord, we give you this time and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this week is uh, week eight. Uh, We only have two more weeks after this week. So, like I said, I hope you are enjoying the study Um, And and I'm always amazed to hear the feedback from people um, as to what they're discovering about themselves and and the issues that they thought they had forgiven um, but needed to forgive or possibly issues that they didn't even know were related to unforgiveness. And um, so I'm very grateful that uh, this study is speaking to people and that it is being used uh, by people uh, for healing, for reconciliation. and just for that healing balm that, that God just loves to place on our lives when we become obedient to Him and when we dig into His Word um, and sit and know that He is God. Um, he is such a good God. So this week, um, when we're talking about faithfulness, uh, we can think of many things. Sometimes when we think of being faithful, we immediately think about a, a husband and a wife or a boyfriend and girlfriend, that we are called to be faithful to one another in marriage. And um, usually that means, you know, in a relationship that I'm going to be committed and faithful to you and to you alone and nobody else uh, in terms of my covenant love uh, with you, my marital love with you. And this is exactly what what God is talking about. Um, It's no different. When we enter into a relationship with him, we are committed to him, that we love him and that we are going to serve Him, and that we're going to obey Him, and we're going to be faithful to Him and Him alone. And unfortunately, I mean, today's world is busy, and, and oftentimes we put things other than God on the on the altar, and we lift them up as idols, even though we claim to be Christians, and, and we don't claim to worship idols like other religions do. Um, we still do, and we just don't say it. We don't pray to them, or we don't sacrifice to them, or or we don't uh, go to them for advice, but but is that right? I mean, do we? Because sometimes we do. If we put the 
um, you know, just the idol of shopping on an altar. And uh, that becomes our goal. We put the altar of relationships. If we put relationships on the altar and we look at those and we put those above God, if we say, well, my time with, with them is more important right now, so I need to spend more time with them and less time with God. And that's not what God's calling us to do. If we're really truly talking about the fruit of the Spirit being faithfulness, we're referring to God's faithfulness to us, but it also needs to relate to our faithfulness to Him. And when we are faithful to Him, we are faithful to others because as we become more committed to Him and more obedient to Him, we become more like Him. Um, and so Hebrews 6.18 says, So God has given both His promise and His oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to Him for refuge can have a great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. Now, when you're a soldier or when you're a captain of a ship and, and you are relying on others or other things for your life, this is the kind of faithfulness we're talking about. The captain of a ship is praying that the anchor is going to hold them in a storm. That that thing that they're tethered to is going to keep them from going adrift, keep them from being bashed up against rocks. And that, in Hebrews 16, is exactly what God is for us. We who have fled to Him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. If our God was a God who was a shaky God and unreliable and unfaithful, uh, we wouldn't have that hope. We would still be kind of wandering out there aimlessly without a plan and without a purpose, uh, without confidence, and, and most importantly, without hope. We wouldn't have anything. We, we might think, we might think that he is going to respond, that he's there. But God is faithful, and he is our, our refuge in our times of trouble. In the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, Understand, therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed God. He is the faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and lavishes his unfailing love on those who love him and obey his commands. And then in the next verse, it talks about how, but if you don't obey him, uh, there's some punishment coming your way. But Deuteronomy 7.12 says, If you listen to these regulations and faithfully obey them, the Lord your God will keep his covenant of unfailing love with you as he promised with an oath to your ancestors. Now, before some of my um, critical legalese people um, question this, or before you start hyperventilating because you're thinking, I, I can't obey all of God's commands. I'm a sinner. Uh, I thought this was about grace and not about works. And, and put this in perspective. When we study the Bible, we need to study it in context. So this is the Old Testament. They were called to obey God, to obey His commands. Um, there were severe consequences when they didn't obey His commands. Um, and so when uh, those who love Him and obey His commands, to be faithful to God, we choose to love Him. And we do choose to obey His commands. But as New Testament believers, remember, obeying His command relates to His Son. He provided a way for us 
to have eternal life, to be completely reconciled, completely forgiven in the person of Jesus Christ. However, if we fail to love him and thank him for that and to take that gift, we're failing to obey him. Because Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me in John 14, 6. And so that, in a way, is a command. If you're choosing not to obey me, then you're choosing to do something else. So I'm asking that you obey me uh, for your own good. And so God is faithful. God provided a way for us. In 1 Corinthians 1, 9, so now we're in the New Testament, living under grace, um, it says, God, who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, is faithful. And further in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can stand up under it. Now, our God is a faithful God. And Temptation will come our way. Uh, trials will come our way. But God is unchangeable. He is unmovable. So it's not he that becomes unfaithful or changing. It becomes us. And so it says in 1013, at 1 Corinthians 1013, but when you are tempted, when, not if, but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can stand up under it. So it doesn't, it doesn't say that um, you're not going to be tempted or... He's only going to give you a little bit of temptation. You know, your perspective of what is what you can bear and what it is that he can bear are oftentimes two totally different things. But he is faithful because he is going to provide a way out for you so you can stand up under the temptation. There is a way out. There is a way out of fear. There is a way out of unforgiveness. There is a way out of empathy. Um, or not empathy, um, of, of anger and uh, lack of compassion. I should say not empathy. Um, there is a way out. And all of those things are wrapped up in the person of Jesus Christ. He provides a way. He gives us his word. So when we're anxious, when we're fearful, he says, us, do not be anxious. Do not worry. Today has enough troubles. Worry about today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Uh, but when we have questions, when we have doubt, uh, when we forget his goodness and his grace and his mercy and his faithfulness, he gives us his word. Uh, that's the best thing right there. That, um, that way out, the Bible, is one of the best things. The Bible and prayer. When you are facing a temptation or a trial, his way out often comes through your prayers. His way out often comes through his living word. Uh, so you can stand up under it. You can return to those things, prayer and his word, to find your way out of temptation. And let me just tell you that that is a faithful God. He is a, a God who is not a God of anger, a God of retaliation, a God of withholding, but he is a faithful God, a God of love, who provides a way out for us. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 3 says, The Lord is faithful. And he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. He is faithful and he's going to protect us. 1 John 1 9 says, We are told that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we confess our sins, he is faithful 
and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, it's not just words, but it's a heart change. But he is faithful. He doesn't say that every one out of 10 people who come to him and ask for forgiveness and want to receive him as Lord and Savior will receive him or be forgiven. No, no, no. It's open to all. Jesus Christ came to tear the veil so that salvation was available to all, not just the chosen people. And so he's faithful because his word says that if you do this, if you seek me, you will find me. And always, always will find you. And he is faithful to forgive our sins and purify us. So if we are not faithful to him, how are we going to be faithful to people in our lives? If we can't be committed to being faithful to God, the person of God, how is that affecting the rest of our relationships? And there was a season in my life, many years actually, um, I went to church. I think I've said this before growing up, uh, but I didn't quite get it. I didn't quite understand the gospel. I knew who Jesus was. I got that he died on the cross. You know, he rose again. And um, I understood all of those things, but I didn't understand the depth of it. And I don't think it was just because I was young, because I see young teenagers, young adults, um, young children grasp this concept at all ages. And it just was me, um, you know, whether it be circumstances, whether it wasn't my timing, uh, I don't know what it was exactly, but I didn't get the enormity of it all. Um, so I wasn't faithful to God. I, you know, I didn't give him much thought. I didn't think about him. I maybe went to church, but as I got to be in my 20s, I'd stopped going to church and because I wasn't committed to him. I had, you know, it wasn't an important relationship for me. Um, I definitely didn't have a prayer life in my early 20s because I didn't understand that. Uh, so I wasn't faithful to God. Even though he was still being faithful to me, he was protecting me. He was getting me up every day, giving me opportunity, opportunity, opportunity to receive salvation so that if I had died in my 20s, I would have went to hell. Um, he was a faithful God. He kept me alive. He um, placed me around people who were willing to share the gospel with me. He placed me around uh, relationships that were um, healthy and grew into healthy relationships. Um, so he was a faithful God. Even when I was faithless and faith and, and not faithful to him, I was disloyal to God because I put everything else before him. And that's exactly what the Israelites did at times. Uh, we see so many times in the Old Testament, in 2 Kings and in Isaiah and I mean, just so many instances, I, I can't even list them all. We'd be here for hours. But um, in 2 Kings 17, verses 18 to 20, Israel was, was sinning. And, and, it, and it says that God was very angry with Israel, uh, and he removed them from his sight. Um, Judah couldn't keep the commandments of the Lord, but walked in the statutes of Israel, which they made themselves. And the Lord rejected all of the descendants of Israel and afflicted them and delivered them into the hands of plunderers until he had cast them from their sight. So God was angry back then. He was still a faithful God. He was still willing to, to love them and draw them back. But, but, he, but he, you know, he had given them specific instruction and they failed to do it. Uh, further in Second uh, Kings, earlier I should say, in the seventeen Second Kings 17 verses 7 to 8, it talks about the kingdom of Israel up north 
And it said, For so it was that the children of Israel had sinned against the Lord their God, who had brought them up out of the land of Egypt, and they had feared other gods, and had walked in the statutes of the nations whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. So these Israelites, you know, they were being unfaithful to God. They were bowing down to other gods and other idols in the land that they were living, um, started maybe even accepting their ways. And, you know, we're not, we're not any different today. Um, so many of us um, struggle with fully relying on the faithfulness of God and, and understanding his vastness and, and, and the enormity of who he is and understanding the love that he had for us to give us his son to die in our place for our sins. And, and we put so many other things before him. We bow down to society and we bow down to the ways of our culture and we bow down to the pressures of our friends, our family, uh, the media, whatever it might be. Um, we do all of those things and we become unfaithful to God because he has given us specific things to, to do. Even though we walk in grace, we still must walk in obedience. Uh, obedience isn't absent because of grace. Obedience is still required. And it's not, um, it's not because he rules us with an iron fist, but it's because he rules us with a super big heart. And, um, and I think that's the difference. He, he does not give us things to do to harm us. He gives us things to do to help us. And, and once we can recognize the difference, it makes all the difference on how you view him and his love for you. Um, you know, we, we become faithless. We become disloyal. Uh, Satan himself, he was created, uh, you know, as one of the great angels in heaven. He was a created being in heaven. And he became unfaithful to God because he wanted to become like God, or greater than God. Um, he became his own God. And so he became disloyal to God. He wanted to be God. And so he was kicked out of heaven. And in Isaiah 14, 12 through 14, it says, How you are fallen from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning. You have been thrown down to the earth, you who destroyed the nations of the world. For you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above. I will preside on the mountain of the gods, far away in the north. I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the most high. So here he was, waging almost a war against God, the faithful God of the universe. Satan became disloyal, Lucifer. He became disloyal to God. And as, as a result, God kicked him out of heaven. Um, and he could no longer dwell in the presence of God. And, you know, while that can't happen now that if we're believers in Christ, we're not going to lose our salvation uh, when we have moments. But there are so many people who are walking around who haven't made that decision to accept Christ. And their unfaithfulness, their disloyalty to God is causing a rift between them and the creator of the universe so that if God wanted to, their very breath could be taken at this moment and they too could be separated from him forever. And those things just startle me because I think back, the way that we remember God's faithfulness and his goodness and his love and his mercy, all of those things, we need to remember 
where we were before we met Jesus. Um, because I think that says a lot. If we can remember where we were before and look at where we are now uh, and see his love and that he saved us and that at any given moment he could have separated us from him forever. But he was faithful to give us a way out um, in the temptation. And so I love that um, the faithfulness of God. And, and how does it relate to us? I said earlier that it it affects everything that we do, every relationship that we have. Because if we cannot recognize God's faithfulness and give him praise for his faithfulness, we have a hard time being faithful to others. Um, so many marriages today are ending in divorce, just staggering numbers, really, just disheartening. And and oftentimes it's because one spouse becomes unfaithful to another. And it's not because, um, not always, you know, where they've, they've gone on to a relationship, a physical relationship with another person. Sometimes it's just maybe in their in their head, you know, maybe it's thoughts they've become unfaithful with or what they watch or um, who they talk to or or whatever. And, and usually when that starts, if they're believers, they have somehow mismanaged the position of God in their life. They have put something or someone before God or many things or many people before God in their lives. Some priority has gotten out of whack. So if you're talking about a marital relationship and, and when, when maybe God was first at one point, maybe God slowly started slipping out of place and, and now your job has become in that place or, or maybe um, your children and their activities have become in that place. And so now maybe God is second, third, fourth, fifth down in line and God is, is really not in the forefront of your brain. And you become, you forget that when you married your spouse, you made a covenant, not with just your spouse, but you made a covenant with God first and then to your spouse. You said that I'm committing my life to this person. I am vested in this covenant relationship of marriage that God created and ordained. And I, uh, I'm forgetting that God is faithful and I am becoming unfaithful and and so things will spiral out of control. And, and it's usually when we lose sight of our faithfulness is when we lose sight of who God is in our life and what he means. Um, we, we forget to fear him above all else. Fear is not fear like I'm shaking in my boots fear. Fear is the fear that David writes about in Psalm 32.1. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Right? That's the fear of his awesomeness. But it also says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Um, David says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We must fear him above all else. He who is faithful. We must fear him above all else. And that's where our priorities will come into play. And, and so when we're talking about faithfulness and disloyalty in terms of forgiveness, are you faithful to yourself? Are you, or are you disloyal to yourself? 
Are you faithful to receive um, the gift that God has given you in the person of Jesus Christ? Are you faithful to acknowledge that God who is faithful, who keeps his promises, has promised you that if you confess with your mouth and, and believe in your heart, if you turn to him, if you repent and turn to him and accept him as your Lord and Savior, that your sins are truly forgiven. Are you being faithful to God and believing that he is faithful to you? That he is faithful to keep the words written in his word? Um, that's a question because like I said, if, if you're not faithful to God and if you're struggling with his faithfulness, it really affects every single relationship with you have because you won't trust people. Um, you won't treat people well. You won't um, acknowledge their strengths. And you will start to put yourself on that pedestal that it's about you, yourself, and I. And that uh, you don't need God. You're not sure if he's faithful. Um, things maybe aren't going your way right now. Maybe you lost your job or struggling to pay your bills or have a wayward child. Or maybe you're single and you're really wanting to be married. Maybe you're wanting a child. And you're thinking that God isn't faithful. He doesn't fulfill his promises like his word says. So I need to do something about this. I need to do something. And uh, we slowly start to um, put ourselves in front of God. Very similar to what Satan did. And uh, it breaks our relationship. It creates a rift. So reconciliation has to take place. And we have to say, you know, God, forgive me. Forgive me for putting myself, my efforts, the things that I desire, the things that I think need to be done above you. And I'm sorry that I forgot your faithfulness. I forgot that you're still there and I trust you completely. And, and when we struggle with those things with God, um, you can imagine how we struggle with them with other people who are going to completely fail us, whose covenant promises are good, but nothing near the covenantal promise of God. Um, he doesn't change. His word, he can't lie. Uh, you and I, we can lie. We can make a promise and we can take back and say, well, you know, maybe I didn't, that's not what I meant, or, um, you know, I did my best, but I, I just couldn't fulfill that promise. Um, his promises are nothing like our promises. And so we need to become more like him and say, you know what? We believe that he is faithful. So we're going to trust that no matter what, um, he's going to give us a way out or he is here with us. He is our refuge in our time of trouble. And as we seek him, relationships will be restored and um, forgiveness can be extended. Uh, we can forgive him. He can forgive us and we can forgive others as we see that, you know, we're all, we're all human um, here on this earth, not God and Jesus, but we are all human here on this earth and uh, we're going to make mistakes and we are going to be disloyal at times. But in those times when we find ourselves being disloyal or unfaithful and forgetting God's faithfulness and forgetting our covenant promises with other people. We need to quickly see that that's a problem. We need to quickly see that uh, that's not how God designed it. And we need to uh, seek him first 
and figure out if there is something going on with our relationship with him and uh, our perspective on him and his faithfulness or uh, perhaps something else going on in our lives uh, as it relates to faithfulness and unfaithfulness and disloyalty Um, because it can quickly, quickly, quickly spiral out of control. A little bit of grumbling. Um, You know, if you've ever been hungry and your stomach starts to grumble a little bit and then you don't feed it and maybe it starts to grumble a little bit more, perhaps you have to stop and run an errand. Perhaps you have to stop and run an errand and go to the grocery store while your stomach is grumbling. You're going to buy a whole bunch of junk and you're going to, you know, because you're so famished and so hungry. So if we don't always recognize right away our um, our doubts or our fears or our questioning or forgetting about God's faithfulness, if we don't quickly recognize those grumblings, they can quickly spiral out of control and, and become larger things um, that can harm us, whether that be relationships or jobs or choices. Uh, every choice has a consequence. So... We need to remember to be faithful to Him, be faithful to ourselves, be faithful to others. We need to offer forgiveness. We need to receive God's forgiveness. We need to we need to fully recognize and accept and believe that His Word says He is faithful and true. And um, and when we do that, it starts affecting other relationships because we can see that. Uh, even in our disloyalty, in our unfaithfulness at times, He's faithful, and He will reconcile us back to Him. But it's a it's an active pursuit. We have to be doing things um, to keep that going. We have to be remembering. We have to be remem- re- reading His Word. We have to be in prayer. We have to be constantly connected to the cord, the hope of heaven, um, as if it was our safety net when you climb rocks you are harnessed we need to be constantly harnessed to heaven constantly harnessed to that secure thing that keeps us in perfect peace that um, keeps us secure and safe and full filled with strength and if we take that off um we're walking in our own strength and we're not faithful people by nature um we need to be faith-filled believers, filled with faith. Um, so I challenge you that this week. I hope that as you look to him who is faithful, that there are things in your life that will be revealed, um, that maybe need to be strengthened, that maybe need to be revisited, looked at again, um, and that his faithfulness will help you overcome whatever it is that you're dealing with right now. That's my prayer. So let me go ahead and close this out in prayer and we will finish up. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you are faithful and true. We thank you for your your gift of your son. Lord, you didn't have to give him to us, but you did. Because you wanted to keep your promises. You are a God who cannot lie and you had promised us a savior. Lord, let us be faithful to receive him. Let us be faithful to remember who you are, the great I am, the one who has created everything, that nothing on this earth is out of your sight. 
Father, I pray for every person this week as they work with, through the study this week, Lord, that they would remember your faithfulness. Lord, that if they've been disloyal in any way, they would seek your forgiveness. They would seek the forgiveness of, of whomever it is that they've perhaps been disloyal to. And Lord, that they would forgive themselves for perhaps being unfaithful to you, unfaithful to others. Lord, let not another week go by, Lord, where we do not walk in a state of forgiveness. Lord, you are so great. Lord, you are a God who fulfills promises. Lord, there are so many more promises to come, and we wait faithfully for you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you.